Hey there, welcome to Healthy-ish, the podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. She's back. Dietitian Susie Burrell is here to fill us in on another food trend. Yeah, somehow supermarket bread shelves are looking a lot like the milk fridges. Cluttered, so many varieties, which leaves us questioning which one is actually best for our health. Do you feel that? Well, Susie is one of our leading dietitians in Australia. As I said, she has a very successful podcast herself called The Nutrition Couch, and she is currently the resident dietitian on Sunrise. And she is going to talk today about protein-based breads and are they worth it? Now, if you like what you hear from Susie, she is up on Extra Healthish as well. And on that one, we delve into overeating and how to stop. Just search for Extra Healthish wherever you get your pods. But in the meantime, let's dive into protein base breads. Susie, welcome back to Healthy-ish. Now we're talking of protein-based breads. What, what are they? <laughs> it is a massive growth area in the supermarket. And all of a sudden, we're seeing all different loaves and wraps that are marketed as low carbohydrate, but also high in protein. But what's really important to know for this there is actually quite a vast difference in the formulation of these breads. And it's not necessarily the best choice swapping for them. It really depends on what your dietary goals are, because there's pros and cons like anything with choosing a protein bread versus a traditional grain or flour based bread. So what what are they exactly like in the supermarket? Are they soy? Are they rye? Or what are we actually looking for when we look at that? I mean, they're, breads are almost getting as as bad as milks, aren't they? <laughs> As I look at the bread aisle, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Absolutely. You really do need your glasses on because those labels are tiny and there's a lot of differences. So, you know, going back five years, we had a range of lower carb breads that came out, which still had a carbohydrate load of sort of between 15, 20 grams of carbohydrate per two slices. Now, if we compare that to regular bread, that is sort of a third less. So normal bread, a couple of pieces would be 30 to 40 grams of carbohydrate per serve, depending on the the type and the thickness of the slice. Of course, you know, the slices of bread are so much larger now than they were going back in the 70s and 80s. So that has naturally increased the carbohydrate content. Now, in the case of low-carb breads, these are quite fundamentally different because these will have as little as five grams of carbohydrate per two slices. And you may argue they've been designed with a keto low-carbohydrate market in mind. Now, you have to make the bread out of something. So you're right, there's a different blend. Some of them are made using specialty flours, which have really heightened the gluten or protein content and using fibres like bamboo and seeds to form the base of them. But then others, as you described, may be based with protein flour. So they may have soy protein or lupin flour added. So each of them are quite different. But the common theme is that they're very low in carbohydrates, so as I said, three to five grams per two slices in general. They're not, though, low in calories because the protein still has a calorie load and these breads pack a high-protein punch. You know, you're getting 20-plus grams of carbohydrate, I'm sorry, protein per two slices. That's compared to, say, five to eight to ten in a regular loaf of bread. But also they're often quite high in fat because they're they're pulling the nutrient or the bulk of that bread from the extra seeds in there. So a lot of them have got a base of of pepitas or sunflower seeds, which really increases the fat content. So again, a couple of slices of these breads may have as much as 20 grams of fat per serve compared to just a couple for regular breads or up to say. That's climbing up there with your daily 
intake. It is because with food, you have to make it out of something. So if you take the wheat flour out, which is the base of most breads, well, you have to put something in. So you're concentrating the protein, which doesn't taste amazing on its own. So you have to put the seeds and and in there to give the bread the, the texture, which is why they're very, very dense. But from a calorie perspective, it's not insignificant. You know, these breads, again, can be close to 300 calories per two slices, which is not low. And you really have to factor that into your overall intake because there's pros and cons, as I described, and you have to keep an eye on the calories because they can be higher. So are they healthy? I mean, is there are there nutritional benefits? It's interesting. You know, it, it does give a really good serve of good fats. And as a nutrient having, we do know, a protein-rich breakfast. So, for example, if you love toast for breakfast and have a couple of slices of a high-protein toast, you could have it with a thin spread of jam or honey or without needing then to add your protein back in. Because, of course, if you're adding natural proteins of eggs or smoked salmon, you know, that can be quite a labour-intensive meal. So I, as a dietitian in practice, use them for my clients who love toast but who don't want eggs in the morning or who don't want meat or smoked salmon or cottage cheese. So, for example, if they want to have peanut butter and banana on toast, this is a good option. But I do keep an eye on it because they're very, very heavy. You know, if you had two slices of high-protein bread with peanut butter, with avocado, with banana, you're looking at a 500-calorie breakfast, which is not insignificant. So a lot of my small females just need one of those slices per day. But you can have too much. You know, if you're having eggs plus protein bread, you're low in carbohydrate, which may not be ideal for your metabolism. So you really need to factor in your dietary needs and question, do you need some carbohydrate in the morning to adequately fuel you and give you that metabolic boost? Do they um, do they keep you fuller for longer generally? Like if you eat them for breakfast, are they a good kind of glucose levelling breakfast? I find in my experience, yes, as long as you include some carbohydrate, because what I find anecdotally happens, if you just have protein bread for breakfast without any carbohydrate, so you might have avocado and toast, you're going to have, your body's going to click onto the fact you haven't had any carbohydrate. And if you're not in keto, which most people are not in full ketosis, you will get that sugar drop and still crave sugar. But if you balance it out and do include some carbohydrate, like a banana with your breakfast, absolutely, that. That breakfast, one or two slices of lower-carb bread or high-protein bread with banana, I would say, would absolutely fill you until late morning lunchtime because it's a calorie, energy-dense, nutrient-dense breakfast. What about those who don't like bananas like me? Anything else? It's tricky, yeah. So you could use the spreads like a jam or a honey, but then you're sort of adding What about like a tomato well. or something? Does that work, a bit of a tomato on there? It's not much carbohydrate, no. though. Yeah. So if, as I said, it is a problem. So I have clients who are all for the high-protein bread, but they love it with avocado or they love it with 100% nut spread and then you're not getting any carbohydrates. Yeah. So it's a little bit tricky. So I do use them in practice. I do. But we sometimes you you can't go past a good quality grainy bread that's giving you a controlled amount of carbohydrate, great dietary fiber and that good quality carbohydrate to fuel you through the morning. So it's like anything, there's a place for them but they wouldn't be something I re- recommend all the time. And they're not an expensive felicity. You know, they can be 5 $6 plus per loaf, yes. which doesn't always fit into the budget either. So, yeah. And you do have to freeze them because they they don't keep their freshness as, often, as um, for as long because of those seeds. So sometimes keeping it in the freezer as an option is just something then maybe an afternoon snack if you're really hungry and you have a slice of protein toast that will tide you over to dinner. That's another great way to use do them. You, do you eat them? Not myself. I, if I'm having bread, I just prefer myself a, a really good quality grain sourdough or a slice of a soy lin 
because when I'm eating bread in the morning, it's for energy. Yeah. So myself, no, I don't buy them, but I do recommend them frequently for my clients who love avocado on toast for breakfast, and then I'll use them in that way. A soy lin. Oh, I like that terminology. Soy lin seed, obviously, but oh, a soy lin. That's the lingo. A soy lin (laughs) because they're naturally lowering carbohydrate anyway because you're getting that great um, profile. They're higher in protein. They're giving you a great dose of good fats, and you're getting a controlled serve of carbohydrate in the morning, which is pretty good for a lot of us. Absolutely. Susie, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Always a pleasure. Well, I hope Susie's advice has helped you clear up any questions, queries, thoughts you had about protein-based breads and whether you should include them in your diet. I don't know. I'm sticking to the soya lin. I like that. <laughs> soya lin. Love it. If you want more from Susie, hey, she's got plenty more articles up on bodyandsoul.com.au. She's a regular contributor to both our podcast and the website and also remember you can join the conversation of our body and soul on instagram or facebook if you have an idea for an upcoming episode if you've got some questions just dm us about anything you want thanks again for tuning into this episode of healthy-ish and if you have a moment we'd be so grateful if you could rate review and subscribe to this podcast and until tomorrow stay healthy-ish I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.